I read uh, Oshkosh Corporation manuals to my oldest son. He loved them. <laughs> okay, that's Combustible good. engines. He loved learning about Humvees <laughs> and things. I got to teach him about the, the the engine for the lawnmower, all that yeah. stuff. Absolutely. I can't wait to break down everything piece by literal piece. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. In Province Petrano, here's Eric Bilstad. Chat GPT. So Vince is heading east. Vince and family are going to drop off his oldest daughter as she heads to college. Quite a remarkable moment in their family. Meanwhile, we got quite a remarkable moment in uh, Greg Pancake Hill's family. He's going to be a dad this weekend. Plan is, by Sunday, you should have a, a little hill running around. Or at least crying around. Hopefully not bit. running around. <laughs> yeah, if he's running, I got a star on my hands. So I actually been getting some great suggestions. I know Greg's been reading them all too. If we haven't gotten them all on the air, been getting some great texts, uh, some advice for Greg on the old National Bank talking text line. So keep them coming. We'll roll through some of those later. 855-616-1620. But yes, little baby hill, little baby pancake coming soon to a uh, studio near you. Looking forward to that. All right. So the debate is over the... Candidates have spoken, all of them with a thing to say. There's no way that Joe Biden's going to finish out a next term. We can't have an 81-year-old president. We have to have a new generational leader. Nikki Haley among those who were on the debate stage joining us now. He was there. He saw it happen. 1017 The Truth, Dr. Ken Harris. Ken, I thought it was interesting. I felt like there was some really strong nervous energy to start. Like they all were trying to like get their quick, you know, pre-written zings in and everyone's hearts were racing there. And then they finally kind of, it took a bit, but they settled in and got into some actual conversation. Yeah, they did. But also, well, I guess I should say, first of all, good morning. Good morning. And Greg, I got a whole book for you. So it was interesting because I was, I was in the media filing room where the just goo gobs of media from all over the world were. And when it started, I think it was a little bit of a lackluster start. Yeah. I mean, we were expecting people to really say something powerful. And it was like, okay, these are all the lines your consultants told you to say. Correct. So you said them. Um, DeSantis, as I said last night, I was on with... Uh, you know, you guys last night, and mm-hmm. it was it was it, it was like he's still the cardboard cutout guy. You know, he's he's boring. Yeah, they I gave think him. Nikki Haley stole it. I thought Nikki Haley did well last night as well. I felt like they gave DeSantis the opening question right, since he was yeah. leading in the polls. Uh, yes, and I felt like it was it was just a a canned response. It got the crowd going. I mean, it was what you'd expect, but there wasn't really any meat there. It was just a no. Yeah. He, it's 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 like me reading a preamble, and then me giving you this question. Where Fox News already set it up, where they bashed Biden. All you have to do is build on it, and he gave a one-word answer. Yeah. It, it was the equivalent of a one-word answer. It was meaningless. Ken, did you guys get to see all the the kind of pomp and circumstance before the debate happened? Because before we even heard anyone speak or even saw them on the stage, there was like the pre-hype video that. It struck me. I texted Eric and, and Greg right away, and I was like, what? This is just a weird video. Like, it set up kind of a weird vibe, and I think, like you mentioned, it carried over into the beginning of the debate. Did you get to see any of that video and, and your thoughts if you did? 
We had monitors and audio that was so loud you could barely think. We saw everything. We saw the opening video. I thought the opening video was great. I thought it showcased the city. Uh, Britt Hume did a really good job at voicing it. Uh, but then during the debate, somebody started talking about crime and things of that nature and started to bash the city. So I thought that was kind of weird. Uh, but the but I thought the video would have taken them to a much more positive place. And it was just a non-starter. A lot of people like to talk about winners and losers. Who won the debate? Who lost the debate? Who was forgetful or <laughs> who is no one going to think about again? <laughs> Um, who is able to take this and run with it? Is there, uh, you mentioned Nikki Haley, um, you know, for, for the portions that I saw her speaking the most and she didn't, she was probably fifth or sixth in the amount of time spent speaking or whatnot. Um, she did actually address policy in some way. It felt like, yes, at, at some point when it got out of hand, I, I think the moderators did a, if, if I were to grade the moderators and, and, and not, the participants, I would give the moderators probably a D plus. Yeah, I was going to say it was a little rough. A little they rough. They did a very poor job at keeping control. They let them run on. They talked over each other, and I don't, I don't think they really understood it to the point where you could hear Nikki Haley, you know, and 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 John brought this up last night. You could hear Nikki Haley say, "You need to get control of this," hmm. because it was that out of control. And so now, as far as an overall. I'd give it a B plus because it was fire. They went after each other, and it was great theater. Yes, yeah, I had but... my popcorn. I had my soda. It was great. See, Wait, I were you one I... of the people cheering? The the audience yep. last night was <laughs> was going bananas. You would have thought it was Game Six of the NBA Finals. <laughs> Boxing Six. When they went after each other. It was phenomenal. Now, Vivek, he needs to go somewhere and sit down. At some point, dude, you know you showed how inept you really are. See, that's interesting because I, I know that there's people that think differently of how Vivek did up there. But you made an interesting point there that it was fire and entertaining. They went after each other. See, I know that that's most entertaining, but like that just makes me bored. And it makes me like tired that that's all, that's all we are now as consumers and viewers and voters. All we are is just a soundbite. You know, we just got to hear one guy or one lady say something really snappy. And then, ooh, you know, that looked really good. They sounded good. I'd rather them, like, actually, like, get into something or at least say, I mean, Mike Pence uh, boldly stated, hey, no, uh, abortion is gone. You know, that's, I'm pro-life. Like, he said something that whether or not you agree with it is one thing, but he actually goes in and says, this is the thing I'm going to do or this is the thing I'm going to stand behind instead of, hey, here's a quick zinger. Hey, (laughs) snappy, snappy something that someone wrote for me to say. But what Mike Pence proved is exactly what Nikki Haley said. It's time for a new generation. Mm -hmm. He needs to understand that people are not on his side. Many evangelicals are not on his side. They are reasonable in that 15 weeks is the marker. And so that's what everybody went with. That's what all the consultants are saying. That's what all the research is saying. That's when a baby can start to feel pain, so people are uncomfortable going after that. No, and I agree with that. I guess my point is that he said it, right? (laughs) So it wasn't like just about slapping back on someone else. But that now proves how disconnected he is. Yeah. And how going the old school way, uh, he literally 
probably turned off every millennial that was listening. I, I 100% agree. 100%. But again, so now, but, but at least he said something about policy. <laughs> That's my well, point. Well, she said something about policy, too. Yeah. Can, can you tell him in the Nikki Haley camp? Um, he said something. She, she said something about policy, too. Uh, those were the only two that really nailed it. I don't know what happened to Tim Scott. He just kind of, you know, went the way of the governors, you know, just kind of disappeared into the fray. You know, Ken, was there someone who who kind of won the audience over? I, you know, there's going to be debates among experts on who stood out the most and did that thing. But in the end, you know, come primary time, it's going to be about who can win voters over. There was a lot of cheering last night. There was a lot of jeering. There was a lot of booing. Did someone draw, I guess, not even positive or negative reaction, just the most reaction? I really didn't go with reaction. I went overall. I, I hmm. I think that that might have been Mike Pence and that might have been uh, Vivek. But I think when it comes down to it, um, Nikki Haley. And and to be honest with you, I think Chris Christie would make a great vice president. Actually, that would because then he could charismatically work the room. Yes. He uh, wouldn't have to make uh, specific decisions on things. He could just make you feel good. <laughs> and And he's one of only two people, he and Asa Hutchinson, who were former... Uh, USA's so U- U.S. attorneys so mm-hmm. they understand how Justice Department works. Be curious to see where this goes in, in the next uh, few weeks after this. Obviously, uh, the former president is going to be in the news today. He'll steal some of the headlines because he's being uh, or arrested. He'll be in Georgia today for that, and the mugshot right. will come out. So then, in the weeks ahead before the next debate, very curious to see if there's any separation of the pack or if we see some people drop out. I think um, the two governors will go, Asa, and I still can't remember the other guy's name. That's how important he is. Uh, (laughs) Burgum, the the guy who broke his leg. Burgum, Burgum, the guy that that tore his Achilles heel, um, ankle, whatever. Mm -hmm. Again, that that is an, an indicator of how much of an impact he made. Like, he literally tore his Achilles heel, and people can't figure out his name, or they remember his foot, but more than him. Right. You know, so I think those two will be gone. Tim Scott, uh, it depends on what happens in Iowa. They said the same thing about Barack Obama. He won Iowa and the rest is history. So I think it's still up up in the air. I don't know if DeSantis has a chance. I'm I'm not really high on DeSantis. I think Nikki Haley and, uh, you know, really showed that she understands the fullness of government and leading. I think when Mike Pence bashed her, people saw him bashing a woman, and I think that didn't go well. Yeah, the op- I agree. The optics didn't look very good for the former VP at that moment. Dr. Ken Harris, I'm sure you'll have much to go over when you have your program on 101.7 The Truth later on today. It starts at 4 p.m., 101.7 The Truth. Thank you much. Take care. Dr. Ken Harris, thank you, sir. 822, we'll get you another look at the roads here in a sec. Got ourselves an excessive heat warning again today. Fleet Farm Storm Team coverage on WTMJ, a high of 93, hot and humid. The entire area isn't under the warning. It's going to cool off a little bit. We'll have a little bit of respite here later on throughout the day. Right now, 827 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eric Bilstead along with Mike Spalding. Vince is back next week. My thanks to uh, Debbie Lazga, Brandon Snyder, and Greg Hill for producing the big show. So... I always thought it was man's best friend. It turns out the dogs listen more to women. Do you use uh, dog speak when you chat with your pooch? Do you? I I personally do not. I talk to Daisy like a grown adult that she is. (laughs) 
<laughs> Debbie, you, uh, you, you... Absolutely. Okay. Hammy butt, Hamilton, buddy. And you, you squeak it up buddy. a little bit. Oh, you, yeah. you pitch the voice oh, and whatnot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, according to a new study out of the University of Hungary, dogs' brains respond to baby talk just like babies do. And what's more, their brains respond more when that person speaking to them is a woman. As to why, they're not really sure. But it may be that just this scenario right here, Debbie uses that voice more than Mike does, so they respond more to Debbie. And it's pitches, right? Mm -hmm. They respond to the pitch in the voice, too, a little bit more. And I mean, maybe there's just something there with more vocal octave range. You've ever done the vocal inflection going, hi, sweetheart, you're uh, you're such a bad boy. I don't believe you did what you did. But with a really light... (laughs) light voice. I don't know. I've done that a few times, too. You're such a dumb little dog. <laughs> you know what? Jasmine does. She does do that one. Okay. Because <laughs> if not, if you kind of, you know, raise your voice and be stern, they slink away a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. they know, like, I'm, I'm good at getting the dog to slink away. So this does make sense because I'm definitely the least liked of the family by my dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure why. I don't know what that says about you or the what that says about the dog. But my kids all have uh, high squeaky voices, maybe. They, he loves, he adores Angie. But you should for do me, an experiment. Like, nah. Just start talking to him in a high t- squeaky voice now. <laughs> He'll come right to me. There you go. Yeah, Does see. she do all the good stuff with him? Or do you, like, is she the treat person? Is no. she the food person? The, well, the big one, no. I mean, we all share some of those responsibilities. The big one that she does that he absolutely adores is like she, without a doubt, every night, is the one that walks him either with one of the kids or with me or with somebody, but it's she's there a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, you just uh, got to do the good stuff. Yeah, right, and then then he'll appreciate <laughs> yeah, me a little bit. The divorced dad move. Hey, I got <laughs> you some treats. I got you some. What is it? Your birthday today? Bring you buy your some toys. Yeah, you get to go in the car with me today. Huh? <laughs> Look, I got you a blanket. Yeah, <laughs> ah, you can lay on that. Eight. <laughs> Got another text here on the Old National Bank talk and text line. Old National Bank, good old, 855-616-1620. We've been taking advice for Greg Pancake Hill, who's going to be a dad this weekend. The date has been set. We'll induce much love and excitement to your wife, Steph. It's going to be great. Uh, So here's one from Michael texting this in, Greg. Greg, my advice is read to your children every day. Have conversations with your children from day one. Our children had great vocabularies and could carry on a conversation by two years old and started reading words by three. My son's preschool teacher was surprised when he was reading to the other kids. So no baby talk then at all. (laughs) Like you would the dog. No baby talk, just straight up real conversation. Historical nonfiction books only. Uh, Absolutely. Oh, I read uh, Oshkosh Corporation manuals to my oldest son. He loved them. (laughs) Okay, that's good. Combustible engines. He loved learning about (laughs) homesies and things. I'm going to teach him about the the, the engine for the lawnmower, all that stuff. Absolutely. I can't wait to break down everything piece by literal piece. (laughs) There is something to that. I I said earlier that uh, I did switch to normal adult talk to my toddler, my oldest, when he was a toddler, after I saw a video of me talking to him in baby talk, and I'm like, what? How come no one told me this is how I sounded? I can't do that. So yeah, so I changed to a, an adult version of speaking. So, But yeah, no, great advice. Thank you, Michael, for that. Uh, big day today, and it was discussed a little bit last night. Uh, he asked me to put him over the Constitution, 
And uh, I chose the Constitution, and I always will. Yeah, the candidate's talking about the former president. We're skating on thin ice, and we cannot set a precedent where the party in power uses police force to indict its political opponents. It is wrong. The former president going to be in court today in Georgia. Whether or not you believe that the criminal charges are right or wrong, the conduct is beneath the office of president of the United States. So the former president was not there, of course, last night at the debate in Pfizer Forum, but he is expected to surrender himself to law enforcement in Fulton County, Georgia, today, ahead of a deadline that was set by the DA for tomorrow. So Trump and 17 co-defendants were indicted for allegedly attempting to overturn the result of the 2020 presidential election in Georgia. So they're waiting for him now. We expect security to be heightened as we get closer to the former president's surrender. We know that federal law enforcement has been on the ground in the days ahead of this to uh, try to scope out the situation. But a local law enforcement has made clear that there will be a hard lockdown in the area. We have already seen security barricades put up. That is uh, CBS correspondent Nicole Killian. So this is the fourth time now we've been through this before. The fourth time we're going to see the the former president fly to a state and be escorted into a courthouse where work will be done. But this is going to be a little bit different. Sheriff's deputies will be waiting here to record Trump's height and weight, fingerprint him, and take his mugshot. Unlike his other three criminal cases, though, here in Georgia, Trump is not going to have to immediately enter a plea in court. Instead, the DA wants him back here in two weeks for arraignment. If the judge agrees, there would be cameras in court for that. What's the over-under on the weight? <laughs> Has this been discussed at all? There's nothing I would like less than someone recording my height and weight with every single network news station oh waiting gosh. for those numbers. With the snark of social media just <laughs> waiting to pounce. The district attorney is requiring him to put up 10% of a $200,000 bond, but also abide by certain conditions. He can't make any threats or intimidate any witnesses. And particularly, the bond order says he cannot post anything incendiary about the case on social media. So we'll see how much he may or may not toe the line as it pertains to that. But yes, you will see a mugshot of the former president at some point today. If I were to guess 280. <laughs> I'm not I'm not touching that one. Uh, if I were to guess what the mugshot will look like, I'm assuming it'll be similar to Giuliani's yesterday where he, he wearing a suit, tie, We'll be smiling. Yeah, they're not as inflammatory like if a guy gets a DUI and you're, you know, you're hauled right? into jail one in the morning mm-hmm. and you're sitting there, yeah, bags under your eyes. No, it's not going to be like that. So does it even matter what happens today? A couple of things. First of all, he's going to steal the headlines back. Uh, we talked about this the other day, whether or not he would actually go to Fulton County, Georgia on Wednesday before the debate. That seemed like a mistake to me. And uh, Vince thought maybe they'd do it late in the day on Wednesday to kind of steal the headlines. I kind of thought Thursday just because then you can steal them right back. Everyone's been talking about some of these candidates. You know, Nikki Haley's getting some praise. People talking about Mike Pence, Ramaswamy, some of these guys. Chris Christie are getting talked about. Here's how you eliminate that. You take the news cycle back. And that's what the former president's going to do today. Plus, he's leading by so much that some folks say this primary race is already over. Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene from Georgia, she was in Milwaukee yesterday for the debate. She is a supporter of the former president. She was on our sister station, 1017 The Truth, and she said 
This thing's done. For Republican voters, this primary is over. Uh, we do we do feel that President Trump is going to win. He has he has I mean it depends on which poll in which state, but it bounces between well over fifty percent to to well over sixty percent support in the primary. Yeah, so she thinks it's over. So what even does it matter, depending on what happens today, if the race is already over? She also said that she'd be honored to be asked to be the VP, and it would be something that she would think about. Yeah, she was in the office today, or yesterday. That was interesting when someone of that notoriety comes walking down the hallway. Uh, But also a Democrat, former Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes, also on 1017 The Truth yesterday, he basically said the same thing. He agreed with the congresswoman. This is like a group of people who are auditioning for the role of understudy. This is like in the event of there is no Donald Trump as the nominee, right? That's what people are actually uh, campaigning for. So we'll see what happens today as he goes through court again. And reminders, you heard Aaron Katursky from ABC News there report. Uh, he may have to come back in a couple of weeks and do the plea and do some of that at that point. So still much to go as far as the primary But uh, as of now, the frontrunner continues to be the former President Donald Trump, who will be arrested later today. 849 on Wisconsin's Morning News. The forecast sponsored by Daydre Campaigning, where your comfort is their family's tradition. WDTMJ Fleet Farm Storm Team Alert. We do have an excessive heat warning again today for most of the listening area. Very hot and humid today. May not be as bad as yesterday, but still hot and humid. A high of 91 tomorrow. A uh, high of 80 with a chance for rain. Then this weekend, holy cow, might have to bring a coat to Lambeau Field on Saturday. The high on Saturday and Sundays in the low 70s. So things will change. Uh, we were taking advice on the Old National Bank talk and text line for Greg Pancake Hill, our producer, who is going to be a daddy as soon as this weekend, if not sooner. I'm still pushing for 825, by the way. 825 was my date. Uh, but it'll happen this weekend otherwise. And the advice on the uh, text line here, Greg, here's one. My son is two and a half, and what I've learned is be the biggest advocate for your child when it comes to doctors, child care, et cetera. If something doesn't feel right, it probably isn't. Follow your gut and hold on tight and enjoy the ride. Hold on tight to my gut because it is a knot <laughs> right now, so I need to. But no, that's awesome. Thank you. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, a lot of people saying uh, you should definitely read to your kid. If you're going to read to your son, I recommend The Science of Hitting by Ted Williams. That from the 480. Yeah, okay. So you got that one going as well. Yeah, the big thing, um, the whole communication thing, The um, we've talked about this a little bit, the idea of using sign language. We did that, um, and we had a couple of big ones. My, my kids, they like to use help. They had diaper change, so they'd tell us when they needed a diaper change. More. Um, thank you, I think, was even one of them. But that one, meh, didn't really need the thank you as much. Every kid's learning this now, which is yeah. great. Well, because what usually the thing they are frustrated about the most is not being understood. So that's what's POing them the most. So if they can understand, <laughs> if you if they can know that you're hearing them in some way, then it makes life a lot easier. Well, and ASL is a second language. So you're uh-huh. teaching them early and it helps you communicate if you're in a big crowd, you can just make a hand signal and it just it yeah. facilitates all of that. That's a great idea. My advice to you, Greg, is to laugh and smile as much as you possibly can because I would say 99% of the time in my life, even at the, at the time I wasn't laughing, I have laughed at it later. 
Everything is funny. Being a parent and everything about your children is funny. Even if at that moment you're like, dude, this is not funny, you will laugh about it later. Everything, I mean, yes, granted, there might be that 1% of time, but 99% of the time you will find a reason to smile about everything your kid is doing. So enjoy that. Yeah, awesome. I can't wait. I seriously cannot wait. It's going to be great. It is going to be one of the most incredible things you've ever been a part of, as you probably already know, and having gone through it twice and... Now watching and being around the my three grandchildren, it is amazing. Here's the thing. There's so much video and pictures. Take the time to write some stuff down. And whether you hand it off to your kids later on in life or you just Ooh, keep yeah. it for yourself, little moments, something that they said, some, a fun story, those are great little pieces of a, story, a bigger story that you can share with them That's later. That's interesting you say that. So my wife does that. She loves to write and um, write things down in journal or whatnot, and she'll, she's done it for all of our biggest events. So she's like, you know, a day or two later, she'll write down birth of the kids, wedding. She'll just write down, just because then it helps kind of like cement the memory. Mm-hmm. I'm an adult daughter, and I can tell you right now that... My dad meant the world to me, and I still have a post-it note in my kitchen cabinet because he gave me salt and pepper shakers that used to be on my grandmother's table. And when I moved into a new apartment in Chicago, I still have the post-it note, much to my boyfriend's chagrin. But (laughs) but it's his handwriting saying, I thought you'd like to have a little bit of your past as you continue in your journey. So so all those little things that you're saying to have a laugh and take a moment to write things down, they do resonate with your kid later on when they're years older. She is Sandy Max. He is Steve Scafidi. WTMJ now is next. <laughs> I assume you're starting with the debate. Perhaps. Absolutely. Got a solid hour of some great guests. Bill McCoshin, our regular Friday guy, Political Power Hour. He'll break it down. We've got a political science professor from Marquette talking about the general idea of debates. I know who impressed you the most. I bet I can guess. Yeah, I don't know if you want me to say initials. Yes, NH. Yes, she blew me away. New Hampshire, as she always does, she blows me away. That's why I always say women are smarter than men. She was the adult in the room last night, and I'll talk about that. And are you willing to share uh, who you thought did well last well, night? Well, I have observations. I was at Palace in West Dallas okay. for a viewing party, and it was interesting for me to be watching because I was, you know, the field reporter. So I'm watching the debate because I have to pay attention to what they're saying and also watching the reactions. So if you're not paying attention to what they're saying, you don't know what, oh, that yeah. just got the, the mic drop comment. And it's like, oh, but I missed what they were saying because I was watching. So it was interesting to watch with a split brain. But my takeaway was different than the audience takeaway. Interesting. And I was very impressed by Nikki Haley and being sharp and smart and direct and in the moment. And, you know, the old line, that was, that was a zinger for me. Uh, if you want something done, have a woman do it hey, that, right. along those lines. Um, but it was very interesting, the... The audience seemed to be more impressed with DeSantis and Vivek Ramaswamy. Ramaswamy is very polarizing this morning. Lots of people either really liked him or really don't. I'm going to blow him up because I'm, I'm already tired of his <laughs> act, and that's, that's what it was, political theater. According to the billboard I saw on I-94 driving up, the revolution has begun, oh, wow. and we should vote Vivek. WDTMJ now is next at 858. We'll leave you with this, my favorite question from last night. Governor Christie, do you believe that the recent spike in UFO encounters... Oh. <laughs> I get the UFO question? Is, yeah, you know. Come on, man. <laughs> the UFO question came out last night.